Thank you, Lord. Well, I guess Keith gave me a birthday present. <laughs> Said I get to speak this whole month. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So I require one thing of you to believe with me and stay hooked with me this month so we can do exactly what the Lord would have us to do this month. Can y'all do that? Because you know how much I enjoyed it. So um, we'll do exactly what he wants us to do and we'll accomplish exactly what he wants us to accomplish. And um, because him and Mike have to be in class for the whole month. Yeah, that's a lot of class, isn't it? Yeah, they went to class um, a week ago. They were just finishing up a week. They went last Sunday afternoon and uh, left immediately after the service. And they went and they've been there all week in class from like 8 o'clock till 6 o'clock, I think, or something like that. And... uh, So it's a lot of brain stuff going on. You know, I forget what movie it was years and years ago. Y'all, somebody will remember it. It's a silly movie. Keith likes those old silly Star Wars movies. I think it was a Star Wars movie, so sometimes I'll watch one with him, and I'm like... (laughs) It's kind of like airplanes, you know. But I like this part. That one character said, Misa thinking you... You said brain so big. Does anybody remember that part? Yeah. Whatever that was. Well, they, they are wishing their brains were so big. So, uh, because it's a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of stuff that they have to learn for this. So, uh, anytime you think about them, just say, Lord, grace them. Help them to get it done. So, uh, they'll get it. They'll get it. And I always do this every time he's had to get a type rating on a new airplane. I... I, uh, I guess I'm a little ornery like my dad. I always go out and buy him a really, really, really nice watch. And I send him a picture of it. <laughs> and I say, you have to pass in order to get it. <laughs> Elsewise, it's just going to sit in my jewelry box until you pass. It's a pretty one, too. So uh, I sent it to him the other day, and I said, Now you have to pass in order to get this. He said, Phil. He knows me. I'm honoring. So anyway, let's get to the Word. Let's get to the Word. He's lived with me for a long time. We've been together, gosh, since we've been 14, 13 years old. So uh, wouldn't have it any other way. So, uh, But... Um, Speaking of that, part of what I'm going to speak on today is, of course, I guess you've, how many of you figured out what we're going to speak on today? Yes. I don't guess there's anything in my life, and that's a big word, anything in my life other than getting saved and getting to know the Lord than being filled with the Spirit and learning how to be led by the Spirit that's changed my life more. Nothing. Nothing, nothing, nothing that's changed my life more than learning how to be led by the Spirit. I'll tell you a quick, cute little story. This just happened this week. The other day, 
I think it was Tuesday. I don't know when we ordered them. When did we order those cookies and stuff? When did I order those for Keith? No, I, he got them Tuesday. So we ordered them last sometime. He got them Tuesday or something. I forget when he got them. But he called me and he said, Phil, you're not going to believe this. Then he changed it. He said, yeah, you'll believe it. He said, today, me and Mike stopped because we were just kind of wiped at lunch real quickly to get us a cup of coffee because they're trying to stay awake through these long, long numbers and figures and all this stuff that they're trying to do. And uh, he said, we asked him, did they have an oatmeal cookie? Because he likes a pretty good oatmeal cookie, not loaded with too much sugar, you know. And they said, no. They said, do you know anybody that's got one? They said, no. And they checked a couple of other places for an oatmeal cookie. Nobody had an oatmeal cookie. I kid you not, when he got to his room that afternoon, what had I sent him? Oatmeal cookies. Little things. It pays to be led. Pays to be led. So we'll talk about that some more during this thing. But... I wanted to read you this story because Keith has been talking about finances, correct? And so I wanted to read you this story and um, see if anybody can hook with it or if anybody's interested in it at all. After I read it, you can tell me if you're interested in anything like this, and then uh, we'll go from there. Um, I've talked about it, but I don't know if I've ever read this story out loud uh, or not. How many of you have known I've referred to this book lots of times? Brother Hagen. Can you see it? Turn turn the camera. Get a camera. Zoom in. Get a good picture of it. I got a post-it on it? How dare me? Okay. I'll take it off. There you go. How picky y'all are. See? Okay. You see it? I'll read it to you. How you can be led by the Spirit of God, Kenneth E. Hagen. This is the Legacy Edition because I think it's the one that I got when I was in school. So, or it may, this may be one after school. I don't know, but I got, I had an original when I was in school. So I'm going to read you this and uh, you see if you like it or not. The chapter is chapter 28, if anybody's wanting to write it down. And, uh, It's called uh, How to Train the Human Spirit. Okay, you interested? Okay. If you're not, just bear with me, okay? I think you will be. All right. It says, The spirit of man is the candle of the Lord. That's Proverbs 20, 27. Now, I'm just reading. So, The Lord enlightens us and guides us through our spirits. If that be the case, and it is, then we need to become more spirit conscious. We need to become more conscious of the fact that we are spirit beings and not just mental or physical beings. We need to train our spirits so that they will become safer and safer guides. One thing which has held back Christians, held back the Christian world as a whole, is that we are more physical conscious, body conscious, more mental conscious, soul conscious, than we are spirit conscious. We have developed the body. 
We have developed the soul, but we have left the spirit out, the spirit of man out, almost untouched. I have a cassette teaching which has helped many Christians in this area. In one of our meetings, one young man I know quite well gave his testimony of how it helped him. Just a few years ago, when he was 31 or 32, remind me of that, he went into business. He left his salary job with a total of $5,500. Now, you have to remember, this was a long time ago. This man now, I know if he would be living, he may still be living. I don't know. I didn't check. I know who he is. But if he was still living, he'd probably be 90 years old, I'm going to guess. Close to it anyway. 88, 90 years old. Um, He left his salary job with a total of $5,500. He was single at the time. And he had to use his money for living expenses as well as capital. At one point, his nest egg dwindled to $50. He gave his testimony. I listened to Brother Hagen's tapes. There were three on faith and confession, and one called How to Train the Human Spirit. I went to bed every night listening to that tape. I put it on in the morning. And I listened to it while I shaved. I listened to it over and over and over and over again. Probably hundreds of times. Say that with me. Hundreds of times. times Until that message got in my spirit. Then by listening to my spirit and using my faith... My assets now total in excess of $30 million. Now, let's stop right there. Who's interested in me going on? That's what I thought. This young man is only about 38 years old now. He's not a preacher. Now, the last time I spoke, everybody thought you should, you, I would get money because I was a preacher. And y'all were all concerned you couldn't get it because you weren't a preacher. But guess what? This is not a preacher. Okay? He, he was not a preacher. He is a businessman. He has told me how his spirit has spoken to him. Now, did you get that? How the Lord spoke to him. How his, say that with me. How his spirit, say that with me, his spirit spoke to him. His spirit spoke to him. Repeat that with me. His spirit spoke to him. Okay? Not somebody else's, not the Lord, but his own spirit spoke to him. How he has told me how his spirit has spoken to him and told him how to invest and buy land. I will give the essence of the teaching contained in in that cassette in this chapter, How to Train the Human Spirit. Your spirit can be educated just as your mind can be educated. Your spirit can be built up in strength and trained just as your body can be built up and trained. 
Here are four rules by which you can train and develop your own human spirit. You can write them down or you can listen to the tape later. It's pretty simple. By meditation in the Word. By practicing the Word. By giving the Word first place. By instantly obeying the voice of your spirit. Now say that with me. That's what we're going to focus on today. By instantly obeying the voice of your spirit. He goes on to say, by meditation in the word of God, the most deeply spiritual men and women I know are those who give time to meditation in the word of God. You cannot develop spiritual wisdom without meditation. God made that fact known to Joshua just after the death of Moses. At the very beginning of Joshua's ministry, Joshua 1.8, This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, or thy mouth, but thy shalt meditate Therein, day and night, and thou, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that's written therein. For then, for then, for then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. If God did not want Joshua to be prosperous, then why did he tell him how to prosper? If he did not want him to succeed, then why did he tell him how to have good success? He wanted Joshua to be successful and be prosperous, and he wants you to be prosperous and successful. Can you say amen? amen? Now, how many of you is this an interest to? He's been talking about finances and stuff, and he's been talking about money things. But you know, there's more to life than just money stuff. But in order to make it through this life, you got to have some. And you got to be able to pay your bills. And it can be easier or harder to do those sort of things. I like it easy. How many of you for easy? You know, not every hand went up, so, you know. You know, one place in the Bible, the Lord said, choose life or death. Then he said, I'm going to tell you the answer, choose life. Okay, I'm going to try that again. How many of you like it easy? Choose easy. <laughs> choose, choose easy. Okay, good. That looked, that looked better. All right. Okay. A couple of things I want you to notice about that. Number one, how many of you have listened to testimonies that we've given over and over and over again that say when they were healed or when something happened in their life, they listened to a tape or a series, what? 
over and over and over and over and over again. Now, we travel with Brother Hagen, or were with Brother Hagen, up close and personal for decades. Now, sometimes we were in services, or sometimes we were in things three times a day for 20-plus years. Now, how many of you ever heard Brother Hagen in person? In person, in person, okay? Now, let me ask you a question. Did you ever hear Brother Hagen repeat anything more than once? Over and over and over and over and over again. To a point to where people started calling him senile. That he didn't realize he knew he was repeating it again. And a lot of people quit coming. But he would teach the same sermon a lot of times over and over and over. But if you came enough, he would explain why. And he would say, because it's not what you know up here. It's what you know in here. He said, now your head will get it long before your spirit will get it. He said, you'll get something in your head quickly. And you'll want to turn the page because your head will get bored. Your head gets bored quickly. You ever watch TV programs? What, what happens? You didn't get a quarter of it, but you want to change the channel and you want to watch something else. You got bored. And you'll watch one thing after another after another, and you get bored. But he would teach the same things over and over, how to pray, how to be led by the Spirit, how to walk in love, just some of your basic things. He taught them so many times that... I mean, how many people can quote almost verbatim what he says because they heard it so much? I mean, Keith and I would sit there and we'd hear it morning, noon, and night. We'd sit in his classes at school. We'd sit in prayer healing school in the afternoons. We'd hear him at night on the road. But I look back now and I feel so sorry for people that didn't get it. Because I look at those people and I see failed churches everywhere. I see failed Ramograds everywhere. And I love them and I want to help them. And I want to say, go back and get those tapes and listen to them over and over and over and over until they get in your spirit and not in your head. Because it's not what we know with our heads that helps us. Have you ever done something that you regretted or said something and walked away 
and you just had this bad feeling where? In your head? Where is that bad feeling at? Now think about it just just a second. Where do you feel bad at? You're thinking about it, but you just feel bad in here, right? Why is that? Because that is your spirit man. That's your spirit man that's grieved. Now, everybody understands that. It's the spirit of man that's grieved. Now, nobody has to explain to you what that feeling is like. Does anybody, even since you were a kid, you knew that feeling. Did you ever do something at school or cheat on a test or, or steal something from another little kid and you went home and you acted funny and nobody knew why you were acting funny, but you knew why you were acting funny? Because something was bothering you on the inside. Something in here was bothering you. But all the while, could you not be thinking about something else? Even today, I won't look at you funny. (laughs) Something can be bothering you in here. People call it irritable bowel syndrome. (laughs) Stomach troubles. Because they can go on with their lives and never deal with it. But the thing about it is, the only person you have to deal with it with is in here. The greater one lives inside of you. He's there to help you. He's there to help. See, y'all got real quiet. Don't get quiet because then people are going to know it's you. Just keep... (laughs) Just keep laughing and yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I thought about that when I was a kid or I know somebody that did that all the time and they'd hit somebody because they'd be feeling guilty or they'd do this. Yeah, I know them. I knew somebody like that. Yeah, yeah. Hey, it was me. I was that way when I was a little kid. My mama taught me a little white lie was okay. And I felt guilty most all my growing up. Because lying ain't okay. And then I married Keith, and the worst thing you can do with him is what? Lie. Lie. You talk about problems. There's problems when you do that sort of thing. Oh, you already know the story. If you don't, go get the marriage beating tapes. But I'm talking about our spirit man. We have a spirit man, and he, he is there to help us on a daily basis to learn how to do these things. He's there to help us to learn how to make lots of money. And he wants to learn how, to teach us how to make lots of money. But now when you start listening to 
these series and these things, he's going to tell you maybe you can't do what you wanted to do. The problem with a lot of people listening to their spirit is they have this course set up. You know, the other day, it's the stupidest thing I know. But I do stupid things sometimes. Or what I would think was stupid things. You're going to laugh. It's, it's silly. It's not stupid, really. But the Lord dealt with me to watch that old, old 19, I don't know what year it was, but some of you, some of you had hair then. And some of your hair wasn't gray. That old Judy Garland, Wizard of Oz. How many of you saw it? Yeah. Yeah. Follow the yellow brick road. Ho, ho. Follow the yellow brick road. Now, all Dorothy would think about was what? Getting home, the end result. The end result, getting home. That's all she could think about. But what kept happening along her way? Obstacles and distractions. And and she kept having to go different directions than what she thought in order to get to her end goal. And did she meet some lovely people along the way? The cowardly lion and the tin man with no heart and the lovely scarecrow with no brain. We should all know this, but God could care less about us having money. He told him if he looked to him, he'd make him prosperous and of good success. Our lives are not about us going a direction that we want to go. It's about who the Lord wants to get us to on our way. And who will listen to uh, how many of you have ever prayed, Lord, send laborers across their path? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Is it possible? Now, I know, I know the Lord's voice, and I know He had me watch that silly movie. Is it possible that He could use you to go across somebody with no courage? Or somebody that doesn't have a heart? Or somebody that feels like they don't have a brain? On your way to getting your pot of gold or getting home? When he knows the end from the beginning, and he knows it's only going to help you all the way, and at the end, the deal was, the good witch told her you you had the power within yourself all along. Which we do. Because he was made poor so that we could be rich. But he has a path for our lives. And sometimes 
we have to be jerked out of our circumstances into other circumstances for us to realize this life ain't about us. We can't be selfish in this life. This life is a training ground for us to think about other people. And if we are truly, truly, truly led by our spirits, God is going to say, do this. He did tell him how to get millions. But I know this man. And those millions were spent supporting the ministries. And maybe that's what you're going to do. And maybe he will lead you exactly that way. Go and drive here. And see that piece of property right there? On your way, stop in this 7-Eleven. And there's somebody in there, and they're pregnant. You're going to be able to minister to them. There's people all along the way in your life. How many of you love Miss Sunny? How many of you wish you'd have hugged her last week? You understand what I'm saying? Life is short. And things can happen just this quick. I mean, she sat here and smiled at every one of us. Every week. And would do anything for it. I don't remember a birthday that's gone by in the last... Ten years plus, I hadn't got a birthday present from her. And, or a smile from her every single week. You think about it. Our lives are changing just that quick. We can be led by the greater one inside of us, but the first thing that we've got to overcome is thinking about ourselves. And we've got to be willing to hear what the Lord has to tell us. How many of you are willing to hear what the Lord has to tell you? I believe that you are. You know, it talked about meditation. Let me explain the definition to meditation to you. How many of you already know? Think you do, okay? Meditation is a practice that involves focusing Or clearing your mind using a combination of mental or physical techniques, it says. But this world is moving so, so fast. It's like Keith told me the other day, the first day that he got in his room, he called. And he said, Phil, we're having to pedal really fast. You know what that means, right? I mean, we're having to think really fast. But that's the way this whole life seems. It seems like every day it's something going on to make us just go faster and faster and faster and faster and faster faster like a hamster on a wheel. And like you can't keep up. It's like the bills are getting more expensive, and the food is getting more expensive, 
and this is getting higher. And if you don't do everything that you know to keep up, then you're going to fall behind. And that is exactly what the devil wants us to think. And I've told you this before, and just like Brother Hagin, I'm going to repeat some things. Because I know the way the devil works. If we don't stop. Now, how many of you are still praying five minutes? So why do you repeat things? Because people are losing it. We got to get back to praying five minutes. Five minutes! You know, we want the Lord's best. We want Him to help us. And, and how long does it take when you're sick for you to cry out to the Lord, Lord, help me, I'm sick, I'm dying. Or when your kids are hurting, you run to the Lord. Or when you're broke and you need money, you run to the Lord. And you expect an answer. And he's merciful. It's like Dave the other day. One of my family members has owed me money. I can't. Lots of money. And I said, they said this and they said this. And he said, yeah. And if they ask you again, you'll give it to them. I said, yeah, you know I will. And that's the way the Lord is. But it doesn't make it right. And it's not that I need the money. It's that they need to do it for their own good. Do you get that? It's the same way with you and praying five minutes. We're never going to be able to hear from the Lord things that are going to help us if we won't even give Him five minutes out of our day. We're never, never, ever, ever. Now, our spirit man needs to grow. It's the candle of the Lord. Now, I'm bad about... I fuss at the girls sometimes. Not very often, but sometimes I do. Or spank them gentle. Like, you know better than that. That's, that's their spanking. They'll take my candles if I get them out, and they'll cut the wick really short. I don't like that. (laughs) And I know that it'll burn up the candle faster, or it'll make a bigger flame, or all those things, and that's what you're taught to do. And, And they'll throw away, how many older people go through your pantry and throw away everything that the date is immediately gone? How many, how many people do that? There's a few people that do it. If you're, if you're over, I'll put it this way. If you're over 55, do you throw away everything in your house that's over the date? We didn't used to have dates on everything. There was no such thing as an expiration date on anything. If an egg was bad, you cracked it, and it was rotten, you threw it away. Right? Okay. I, that's just me. But, the, you know, anyways... I'll keep my opinions to you. <laughs> hey, it's my house. I can eat how I want to eat. I know how to be led. No, don't eat that. It smells bad. I have to watch it, though, because Keith will eat anything, you know. He'll go in there and he'll... He, you remember the story about Jesse going in his pantry and Kathy wasn't there? Y'all don't remember that story? Yeah. Kathy was gone and Jesse went in the pantry and ate, what, sardines and... 
Vienna sausages, yeah. And they were, they were like 20 years old or something like that. Yeah, they were bad, you know. He thought everything in a can would be okay, you know, but it wasn't okay, you know. And he got food poisoning. Well, Keith, it's just that way. One night I was out of town, and I came in, and him and one of our board members, Tim Horton, were in the kitchen eating Vienna sausages and sardines out of a can. And I'm like, you boys, it stinks so bad in here, you know. And boys. Anyways, he's not watching, I hope. Well, he could be. I don't know. Anyways, anyways, what was I talking about? Huh? Before expiration. Yeah, making the girls not cut my candle wicks. Yeah. Because it reminds me, I know they don't understand this, but I'll tell you why. Now you'll understand why. Rach, Jordan. Because... The spirit of man is the candle of the Lord. And the bigger our flame, the greater our spirit is on the inside. And it just blesses me to see a good candle burning. Now, I know my mother-in-law's house burned down because she was burning candles. She must have thought the same thing I did. <laughs> because their house burned down one time because of candles. But anyway, I still like it. I put mine in a secure place, like in a fireplace or something like that. But anyways, you know, our candle is on the inside of us. And it's our light to our whole lives. Now, somebody use candles wet. You know? Or some of you's had somebody take the scissors and cut down into the wax. You know what I'm talking about? You ever seen a candle that you can't even find a wick on? Your spirit is the candle of the Lord. <coughs> Say that with me. My spirit, My spirit is the candle of the Lord. What that means is, the greater your spirit is on the inside of you, the easier and quicker it is to be able to hear from it. If you've got to, if you go to your spirit man, you know it said he listened to his spirit. But you go to listen to your spirit and you've got to get a knife or a spoon to dig out the wick. How many times are you going to do that and you're going to say it ain't there? Do you understand what I'm saying? But if you go and you walk into the room and it's flaming so high, you just barely go in there and you can see it. Or you look inside and it's burning so bright, it's the first thing you recognize. Not things that you've done wrong. Not your past. Not your mistakes. Not problems. Not your IBS. Do you understand what I'm saying? Because 
It takes about this quick. I can't snap. And I can't whistle either. So somebody snap good. Yeah. Let's do, yeah. It takes about that quick. For you to get over things that's happened in your past. Didn't the youth do an outstanding job Friday night? Now, I'll tell you a couple of stories. It won't embarrass him because he got up there Friday night and told you one of the embarrassingest stories he could tell. But um, Rob knows it. Garrison was my problem child when we had church. And how many of you saw Friday night? Okay, Garrison was the one that stood up at the very end. Okay? I loved Garrison like he was one of my own and never quit on that child. And I love him today like he's one of my own. But I never cut him any slack. And I don't cut you any slack. Because if things go wrong in your life, you can always come back. Just like he did. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, watch Friday night. And if you don't think he was a problem child, Rob, was he a problem child? But I always knew his heart. But he's just exactly like what I'm explaining to you. And the reason that I bring it up is because there was something he wasn't dealing with on the inside. And so when you don't deal with something on the inside, you have a tendency to react on the outside. And people are constantly trying to figure out why they're reacting this way. And it's because of something that's not being dealt with on the inside. And if you watched Friday night, Garrison talking about it, he said it took him all of, snap for me, that long to fix it and quit using heroin and quit using meth and quit using all the other things that he was doing in his life. That long. And you can fix it in your life just that quick. And, you can, and then what happens is God digs around that wick. Gets it cleared out. Gets it ready for you to be able to light it. I know where he is. If you listen to him, you watch him Friday night, you'll know where he is. This can be the exact same thing with you. Your life can change to where you can hear from the Lord instantly. To where the very, just like what Rob was saying, I knew them. I knew Rob and Dan, Dave. I'd say, guys, y'all are not listening. And I'd get so frustrated with them. And they wouldn't understand what I was saying. I tell other people that. I say, guys, no, you're not listening. And they'd be trying to listen with their head. 
and I wouldn't have time to explain it. And the reason that I wouldn't is because Brother Hagin used to do me the same way. I knew exactly what I was talking about. Because I spent a lot of one-on-one time with Brother Hagin. And he'd say, are you listening to me? And I'd say, yes. He'd say, no, you're not listening. And I'd think, I'm listening. (laughs) And for a little Catholic girl, I thought I was listening. But it took me years to realize I was listening with this up here and never looking in here. Do you know, first, in 1 Corinthians, it talks about if I pray in a tongue, what happens? My spirit does what? But my understanding is what? My understanding is unfruitful. If you pray with your spirit, your understanding is unfruitful. That means it don't get nothing. Is it possible then? If we flip that and you get something with your spirit. Or if you get something with your mind, then your spirit is unfruitful. You're getting it with your mind all the time. They're saying, get this, Rob, get this, Rob, get this, Rob, get this, Rob. And your spirit's going, what, 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 what? Can you be on two different planes? I'm constantly telling employees, hook with me, hook with me. And they're like, I'm hooked, I'm hooked, I love you, I'm hooked. I'm like, you're not hooked. What am I meaning? I told somebody the other day, they wanted to do this song. And I said, um, no, the song is depressing. They said, but the words are, it's great. It's a great song. I said, no, it's a depressing song. I said, look at the back. And they're, they're looking. You don't know who wrote that song, what they were thinking when they wrote that song, and how depressed they were. were they The other day I heard a song, and it talked about uh, Jesus holding your tears, and, and that he'll, he'll slap you, and he'll, he'll do something to you, and he'll, take it, he'll give it, and he'll take it, and he'll... I'm like, dear Lord, that's not the God I serve. It's a popular song. But our youth want to hear it, and our people want to hear it. It doesn't matter what the words say. If the spirit behind the song, guys, we got to wise up. Jesus is coming for a church. Jesus is coming for a church that has a spirit inside of it that's got a, a, a wick with a flame that's burning. And here's the thing. If that flame is burning, 
and you're doing something else, that flame is going to tell you, get up from watching that. You know that's not good for you. Turn that off. That's why I know some people's wicks. If I had a candle in here, I, I, somebody find me a candle. Get up and find me a candle, somebody. I know we got a candle around here somewhere. Go to the bathrooms. I bet there's one in there. I know you got the picture in your head, but you know what I'm talking about. Two, if you can find them, will show the difference. And a match. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. How many of you want to burn for the Lord? Have you ever got a candle that don't even have a wick? I ain't wickless. I... What did it say? It said, um, the spirit of man is the candle of the Lord. And the reason that I'm saying that, and I'm using this illustration, is because I think you can understand it. If you don't ever hear anything from here, Somebody's cut your wick off. Okay, come on. Come on, Ethan, Dan. If they'd have been led, they'd have had them up here already. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. There you go. Just leave them here. Can't see this one very good, Dan. Okay, but we'll, we'll get it. See if you can find another one like this and give me a knife. You got a knife on you, I know. Dig the, dig the candle, the wick out of that, Dan. Dig it out. Yeah. Dig it out. Let's start at the bottom. Not that one. No. This one? Yeah, that one. Just pull it out. It'll probably pull out, Dan. It'll probably just pull right out. I'm ornery, ain't I? Not really. Dan loves me. He puts up with a lot. <laughs> See? I told you he did. Not the whole candle. I need the candle, just the wick. <laughs> no, I just need the wick out. Let's see if we can get the... Just cut the wick out then. Okay. Yeah, that's, just cut the wick out. That one's probably better, Shara. May have to melt it down. May have to light it. Let it be burning while we're here. Let it burn out. That's a good expression, too. What's he doing? We ain't going to have a candle left, Dad. Oh, ain't trying to kill these people. You're going to have to clean this carpet. Dave? Yeah, Dave. Dave will clean it. Dave? You want that? Yeah. yeah, just cut that out of there. Start from the bottom. Yeah, pull it out from the bottom. Anyways, we're making a mess up here. Ooh, that's nasty. That ain't going to do me any good, Dan. I needed the candle. Where's your wick? I needed the candle, not oh. the wick. Where's the candle? 
love him. <laughs> Give dad a big hand. Okay, put, wait, put the other piece with this. Oh, the other piece. Oh, yeah, put that other piece back against it. You're messing up my table and my... No, I don't want the wick in it, Dan. Oh, okay, no, you don't want that. I don't, yeah. yeah, yeah. You're not listening very close no, this I'm morning. Not, no, I'm trying to get it in here. I got it up here. Okay. <laughs> Da-da, a wickless candle. After all that. After all that. Somebody hand me a Kleenex real quick. Um, Dan's busy. <laughs> Thank you. All right. How is this ever going to burn? This candle has IBS. Its belly is really hurting. He cut it wide open. Uh huh. And the reason that I'm saying that is because something hurt it. Something hurt it and it never got over it. Do you understand? It's holding on to it. No matter what it is. At some point in your life, you got to get over it. And you got to move forward. Doesn't matter what it is. God didn't do it to you. And if you say God didn't protect you, what were you doing for Him? The other day, a year or so ago, I don't remember exactly how long it was, and, and I apologize for that if you're watching. My nephew, great nephew, was riding a four-wheeler. He was very young. Couldn't look at my phone, see exactly how old he was, but he probably was 10. And it jerked him. It wasn't running right. And his head went back and hit the back of the hitch on the back of it, and it killed him instantly. Oh. Now, my nephew, everybody was trying to tell him. He had, he's been over in another country working the oil fields like Saudi Arabia or someplace. Where is it? Do you remember? I don't remember where it is. Um, doing stuff. And I love him dearly, you know. Of course you do. It's your family. And I loved his kids. And uh, everybody was trying to tell him that the Lord took him. And, of course, I went to the funeral. And he said, Aunt Phyllis, come here. And it was just he and I standing beside his son. And he said, explain this to me. He said, I know God didn't do this. He said, everybody keeps telling me God did this. He said he needed another angel. And he said, but I know better than that. He said, I've been around you and Uncle Keith long enough to know that's not true. He said, but why did it happen? And I said to him, I called his name. And I said, when you were young, did you ever leave the house, you and your brother, 
your sister maybe. Go off and do something Mama and Daddy told you not to do. Did you ever go outside Mama and Daddy's reach and get into something you knew was dangerous and do something you knew Mama and Daddy didn't want you doing and they couldn't protect you? How many of you in here has ever done something like that? And they couldn't get to you in time to protect you. Did you ever do that? He said, well, hey, Phil, you know I did. You know me. You know what I did. And I said, that's what you're doing right now. I said, this top of this casket... It's like an umbrella of God. And I said, as long as we stay underneath that umbrella and we stay with God, He can protect us. I said, but that world out there is a bad place. I said, we get outside of God's protection and you are His Father. And you're outside of his protection. Your kids are open to the devil's attacks. He said, I understand that, Phil. I got it. I said, here's the thing. I said, you got two more kids. I said, what are you going to do? He said, we'll be in church Sunday. Now, does he have the Holy Spirit living inside of him? Is he saved? I know he's saved. I helped bring him up singing songs like Zacchaeus was a wee little man and watching Gospel Bill. But can you get out from under the protection of the Lord? Will the Lord try to tell you? Can you override that? What happens is if this, let's just light it here. The wind will probably blow. Okay? It's lit. But what can happen, real easy, you can have a a pretty good flame for the Lord. You get out doing other things, it it gets smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller, and then eventually it just gets smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller, and things keep coming and doing it, and it gets... This is your spirit. And, and you'll, get, you'll come to church. It'll brighten back up again. It'll get smaller. Almost go out. This is your spirit. And eventually, that's what happens. Doesn't mean you're not saved. You're still a candle. You still have a wick. But your spirit man on the inside 
get squelched by all the other things that are going on around you. And we can't stay in the world and do all the world stuff and that not happen. It begins to put out our flame. Our flame that was once burning bright begins to dim. And the way that we hear from the Lord and the way that we protect ourselves and the Lord says, don't go there. How does the Lord protect your kids? How many of you have kids? What if your spirit is burned out from not praying, not meditating, not spending any time with him? Just watching secular TV, just going to movies, just, just not spending any time with the Lord at all, except Sunday morning. It's great. You can light your wick again on Sunday. And it can be out by Sunday afternoon. You, you ever seen reserves, tanks, and you put $5 worth of gas in it? How far can you go on $5 worth of gas? Do you understand what I'm saying? If you're on reserve, you can't go very far. That's what happens to people that don't have their spirits built up. And you come in here on Sunday and you just get a little $5 worth. Now, my preach is good. And Keith is really good. You might get $20 worth. But some of your weeks are hard, guys. You have to deal with kids. You have to deal with mean bosses. You have to deal with this traffic. You have to deal with stuff all week long. And every time you have to deal with something, it's like it takes. And it takes. And it takes. And every time it takes is when we have to fill back up again. And if we ain't filling back up, by the time we come on Sundays, we're like this again. And so during the week, when we need the Spirit to be leading and guiding us, there ain't anything there. We're not even looking inside because we've been so head-minded listening to radio and listening to TV and listening to secular Christian songs. Do you hear what I said? Could you feel... I'm just going to be bold about it. A different spirit on that last song, moving in the spirit, than you do listening to a secular Christian song? Yeah. Does it build you up a little bit on the inside? Yeah. Keith wasn't on drugs when he wrote that. <laughs> Nor was he smoking pot, thinking it was okay. It's okay for Christians to do that. Nor was he on wine. Or on beer. 
Oh, it got quiet. (laughs) He'd probably prayed in the Spirit for days before he recorded those songs. Does it make any difference? Does it make any difference? Who we're listening to, what we're listening to. Do you know that some things can be like, Keith has said this before, can be like a bathtub that you pull the drain on and it wouldn't take five minutes for you walking out of here and no matter how built up you got when you were in here, you get a phone call and it's that drain is just like... And it's all gone. I'm looking forward to us being so led that we quit having marriage problems. You say, how is that? Because when Keith and I finally got to a point to where we both could hear from the Spirit of God, We both started going the same direction. We both started getting the same thing. Do you understand that? We both would come together with the same answer. We both would say, what do you want to give? What do you want to give? Write it down. So then there's no, oh, that's exactly what I thought. Do you understand what I'm saying? Then, then there's no strife about what we're going to do, where we're going to go. Who's going to do what? Oh, we're going to invest this much money. No, I'm not. I, you're not doing that. You're not going buy a motorcycle. You are not. I go buy it for him. And it's so much more peaceful. So much more love. We're led with our kids. We know what to do when they come in drunk. We know how to handle it. Because we've spent time with the Lord. And He's given us wisdom. Wisdom belongs to us. If you lack wisdom, and He'll give it to you, liberally. But how do you get it? Wait a minute, wait a minute. How do you hear the answer? How? Well, you still didn't get it. No. How do you hear the answer? In your spirit. But if you don't have a spirit... Or if your candle is out, you can ask the Lord for wisdom from now till Jesus comes and get it, and it be staring you right there in the face. But if your wisdom answer is out, if Rob is standing right there with me, you remember the story of Brother Hagin saying he was standing there with the Lord. And those imps were right there screaming the whole time. And if you don't remember it, listen to more of his stuff. 
there was a bunch of imps just screaming. He couldn't hear Jesus. And he kept thinking, Jesus is going to stop them at any time. He kept thinking, Jesus, stop them. I can't hear you. You should know I can't hear you. Jesus knows everything. He should know I can't hear him. Why don't he tell them to stop? And finally, he got so irritated, he said, Stop it! In Jesus' name. And they stopped. And Jesus said, I wonder how long that was going to take you to do that. If you didn't do it, I couldn't have done it. And that's exactly the way it is in your life. There's people in here that's been praying about stuff for decade after decade after decade, looking for answers, looking for money, looking for wisdom, looking for solutions, looking for marriage answers. And God's got them. God's got them. But your answer is in here. It's not up here, and it's not up here. you got to go lower. you got to go inside yourself. He looked inside of himself to find the answers. Sometimes you got to shut everything off and get in your own prayer closet, spend some time there, till you begin to recognize that spirit inside of yourself. That you have a spirit. You have another person living inside of you. A lack of a better word, like I've said before, a mini-me. No, it's the Holy Spirit. And he lives inside of you. And he will answer everything you need answered. He will give you solutions to every problem, direction for everything. And he will prosper you and make you a great success. Stand to your feet.